0: God bless you, thank you for being with me tonight We're going to get right into the introduction uh, Please uh, And I want to thank everybody for liking Subscribing, clicking, joining Everything, I appreciate it Without you guys, I haven't been doing the paid promotions You guys are actually doing Just as good as the paid promotions By just liking and sharing and telling people about it So please continue to do that And here we go on the gospel Coming out of here. Without the constraints of church politics, or denominational bias, the Red Rooster pledges to preach to you, the Word of God, just the way it is. Whether it is you, your daddy, your mama, or your preacher. And now, without further delay, please welcome your host of the Gospel Message, the Red Rooster, thank you for Thank you for get into the scripture tonight uh i was uh at panera bread this morning and uh got into a little bible study got there and uh there was a gentleman over by the coffee getting some coffee and uh i looked over and seen him and i went over and got some coffee and he said are you doing today or good morning or something anyway long story short we could tell within seconds i mean not even 30 seconds went by and we could tell we were brothers in the lord um never met the man before my life he never met me before we could just tell there was a connection and the lord got brought up real quick and that we were blessed to even wake up this morning and i'm telling you Never met the man before. And as I was talking to him and we started to walk away, the hairs on my head, on, on my body, my arms stood straight up, and I felt the Spirit of God all over me. And I'm just letting you know that our brothers and sisters are out there. You don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know the manner of people that you're going to see from day to day. But there are brothers and I don't know what he believed, don't know how he worshipped, but I know that he was my brother. And that's what we have to get more um, oriented to to have that fellowship and that connection. Because a lot of times we look at, well, you know, where do you go to church or how do you worship or what do you believe in? When we get in the basics of Christianity, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he rose from the dead, he shed his blood for you and you make a covenant with God, you enter that covenant, that blood covenant of the everlasting gospel. You are a son and a daughter of God. You're my brother and you're my sister. And that's what we have to focus on because there's a path. When you start meeting God's people, there's a path that we're walking on. And that path is leading us to eternal life. Matter of fact, the path is of life. It's It's the path of the just. Matter of fact, Proverbs said the path of the just. Let me get this out for Sister Wanda. He said the path of the just is as the shining light. And it's shining more and more. It's brighter and brighter. How long? Unto the perfect day. It's bringing us all together to one place. And and I want to get in it. We we have to be led by something. And let me just get this off of here. All right. We're all being led by something. We're, We're being gathered to a place. When you start reading in scripture, when God's people followed his word, he brought them to a land of milk and honey. But every time they began to rebel against his word, they limited the promises of God. People say, oh, you can't stop God. You can't limit God. Yes, you can. Matter of fact, before we get this, get Psalms. I believe it's... Give me just a second. Yeah, Psalm 78. Psalms, the 78th chapter. And I mean... Well, you can limit God, and you can stop God. You might say, how do you do that? We're getting ready to read it. Don't get me wrong. God's plan, God's everlasting covenant is going to be, it's going to continue. God's plan will be fulfilled until the end. But listen, this is how we can stop and limit God. Um, It's talking about the children of Israel in times past. And 39 says, for God remembered that they were but flesh a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? They were always provoking and rebelling against God's word, God's commandments, God's leading. It says, yea, they turned back and tempted God. Every time you turn back from the word of God, you're tempting God. It's making him angry. His wrath is upon you. The only thing stopping God's wrath from coming upon you is his long suffering and gentleness. But one day, that long-suffering of God is going to come to an end, and he's going to judge the world in righteousness. But listen to what happened. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? It says, yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You can limit God from your life. You can provoke God. You can turn away from God. You can hinder God working in your life. That's where the blessing is. You don't let God in to work and to lead you. You're going to provoke God. You're going to anger God. And you're going to limit him in you. Listen to what it says. Yea, they turned back and tempted God. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Can you limit God? Yes, you can for you. You can limit the blessings. You can limit the comfort. You can limit God working in your life to lead you to eternal life. Just because you believe the story of the cross does not save you. Just because you believe that he raised from the dead does not save you. There was plenty of people that believed events in life that happened. They can believe that he split the Red Sea. They can believe that Jesus rose from the dead, but that belief doesn't save us. What saves us is living for God, following God. That's why he put a path here to follow in other words, what would the path be good for if all you had to do was believe in event of time? What good's the path? If you don't have to follow it, if there's not a commandment to follow God, what good? What good is it just to believe when he gave you a path to follow? So you can tell a true believer because they just don't believe. They actually get on the path. They change direction, and that's the principle of the gospel. It's called repentance. But listen to this. They remembered not his hand. See, God brought them through the Red Sea. God delivered them from the enemy, but they forgot all about that, and they provoked God. That's how we do today. We can forget where God brought us from. We can forget God working in our lives, and we can provoke God. We can go our own way. We can leave the path of the just. But you got these preachers out there that don't believe you can. The book is full of people leaving God. The things written aforetime are written for our learning. And listen to what he said. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. God wants us to remember where we've come from, to the point that we won't go back to where we were. And that's the bad thing today with these preachers out there. They'll say, you're saved, you're good to go. But they won't show you the path to follow. You can get up and say Jesus rose from the dead all day long. You can say he's sitting on the right hand of God. But if you don't tell people how to deny yourself, to take up your cross and to follow that man, there's no salvation in it. That's what I want to be on your minds tonight is you've got to follow him because that's where you're going to find eternal life. You're not going to find it on this side. This is the only thing in us that's eternal. When Jesus gave us the promise of eternal life, that was through his word entering us and us performing that word. It's not just belief in a resurrection. There is actually power in believing the resurrection. Tell you what, get, and that way you won't provoke God. Get Philippians, the third chapter. Philippians, the third chapter, and, uh, yeah, 8th verse, well, 7th verse, but what things were gained to me, Paul said, I count loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. There's knowledge, there's a path we can understand how to reach Jesus. There's a way that seems right unto man in this world. They think they're good. They think they're a pretty good person. They're not too bad. They think they're going to be okay. That way seems right. But the Bible says the end thereof is death, it's destruction. But he said straight is the gate, narrows the way that leadeth to something. It leads to somebody, his name's Jesus, that leadeth unto life, and few be there that go in therein. So I want you to see that path. I want you to find it, and then I just don't want you to see it. And find it, I want you to walk in. Because just because you heard of it, just because you've heard of salvation, the deliverance and the cross, just because you even seen it with the eye, that does not save you. All that does is give you an opportunity through the hearing of faith, by the eye of faith, to see the path of the just and not just to see it, not just to hear about it, but to walk therein. That's the key of life. Jeremiah sixth chapter. Bear with me just a little bit tonight. Thus saith the Lord, stand you in the ways and see. See the way of God. Stand in the ways and see. Ask for the old path. It's not the new age path. It's not anything and everything's okay. There is a certain way that he's called us to. Stand in the old ways and see. Ask for the old path. Where is the good way? Well, to find the good way, you've got to find the good man, the just man, the good shepherd that leads us down that path of eternal life. What did he say? Where is the good way? And walk therein. Don't just see it. Don't just hear about it. Just don't amen. Get in the church pew and amen. That sounds great. Glory to God. I'm saved. No, that means you've got to walk in it. You've got to talk it. You've got to walk it. You have to do it until your last dying breath because you want to die. You want to live and die on the path of the just. That's what takes you to God. What did he say? And walk therein. What happens when you walk therein? You shall find rest unto your souls. There is no rest in the paths of this world. They'll take you in any and every direction but the straight and narrow gate. Matter of fact, they'll do anything and everything to get your mind and your eyesight and your hearing off of the path of the just. Because when you start walking the path of the just, it condemns everybody else that's watching. That's why family and friends and loved ones, there's a division. There's a sort of God that falls in your life. It separates you or it cuts you off from the path that you used to walk. People start observing it. They start seeing it. They start wondering what you're doing. They are witnessing a man or a woman to begin walking in the path of God. That shows them also the path of the just. It's it's contagious. It it shines a light. It manifests how to get to God. But how many people do you know that actually show that path? That actually show a difference in their life? Listen to what it says. And you shall find rest unto your souls if you walk in it. But they said, no, we will not walk therein. See, they wanted the, all the blessings of God. They wanted all the promises of God. They wanted the power. They wanted the deliverance. They wanted God to fight for them in the wilderness. They wanted God to do all these things, but they didn't want to walk in the way of life. That's what salvation is all about. It's actually walking. It's actually showing it. That's the power of the gospel. That's what Paul was talking about in Philippians, the third chapter. He said, of whom I have suffered the loss of all things, the eighth verse, and do count them but dung. Right here. He, he counted everything out there like a big mound of dung. Anything that got in his way to get to God, it was dung. Just happened to have a piece of dung laying there. But he said, and, and go to the ninth verse. That He said, that I may win Christ and be found in him. He was on the path. He was walking the walk. He was preaching the gospel. He was showing everybody around him the direction of salvation. That I may be found in him not having mine own righteousness. Not going back out in the world thinking that I'm a good person. Thinking that I'm okay. Thinking that I'm a pretty good guy. That don't cut it. What cuts it is being found walking in the footsteps of the Son of God. And what did he say? Not being being found in him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Seeing by faith, hearing by faith, now it's walking in it by faith. What happens? Uh, Tenth verse, that I may know him. If you truly want to know Jesus, if you truly want to know how to get to God, you have to walk in the footsteps of the Son of God. That's how you truly have fellowship with. That's the only way you can have fellowship with him. First John, first chapter, if we say six verse, if we have, if we say that we have fellowship with him, we see him, we hear him, but it says, and we walk in darkness, we lie. We're big, fat liars and do not the truth. But when you're walking in that path, when you're following the voice of the son of God, you're actually doing the commandments of God. Then you're doing truth. You're no longer a liar. You're no longer caught being a sinner. You're walking the path of the just. But he said, but if we walk and there's some footsteps to follow, there's a path manifested. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we're following right behind. him. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's why when you're at the coffee shop, when you're out and about in this world and you meet a brother and sister. You feel the spirit of God from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. God's bearing witness that he's on the path too. that brother or that sister. They're following me too. That's the way God shows each and every one of us who we are. When you see a person walking in the world, walking in the flesh, doing ungodly things, they're walking of a different spirit. But when you see a child of God doing his or her best to keep the commandments of the word of God, then you know what path they're on and what spirit they're following. He said they that are led by the Spirit of God, their footprints are following God. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you have to make sure your path has changed because just believing an event that happened about 2,000 years ago does not save you. What saves us is escaping the wrath of God, getting in the path of the just. What did he say? Well, you can let that go. And John, go back to Philippians, 10, uh, 3rd chapter, 10th verse. That I may know him. You're following God. You're following that spirit. You're following the footsteps of his word. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. You want to show the world you believe in God? You start following an eternal savior right behind him, following his footsteps, doing those things that he tells us to do. That's how you show the world the love of God. It ain't no hippie love. It ain't no everything's okay. Love who you want and do what you want to do. That's not faith. Faith is following the footsteps of the son of God. And be uh, 10th verse, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. He said, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, that everlasting covenant, it cleanses us from all sin the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Just as much as the Son of God took upon him the sins of the world, stretched out his flesh on the cross for you and me, bled out and died on Calvary. How he was made conformable unto, he was obedient even under the death of the cross. We also have to be obedient. Even under the death of the cross for us, we have to crucify the flesh, And the affections thereof. We've got to die out to this world. That's how we follow the footsteps of the Son of God. Not just believing it up here. There has to be a performance of the covenant. Otherwise, it's just a thought. There's no power in that thought. But there's power in actually following. Now. um, Well, it's all good. But let that go. And get we're talking about the footsteps of the Son of God, the path of the just. Get that one last. Let's get 17th chapter of Psalms. I'm telling, well, I tell you what, let's just go back to Psalm, or Isaiah 40, where we're going to start out at. Uh, ninth birth, Isaiah 40 and 9. He said, O Zion that bring us good tidings. Get thee up into a high mountain, O Jerusalem. Lift up, or O Jerusalem that bring us good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. There was a voice going out. We were going to follow that voice. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, behold your God. When John the Baptist, for an illustration, was here, and he's seen the Son of God, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. That's the man to follow. John had to decrease. Jesus increased. Even though he died the death of the cross, he rose eternally that the whole world could follow the path of the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Because those footsteps land you in the throne of God. Revelation's third chapter, those last couple of verses, tells you he's sitting in the throne of God. He's already overcame. He's there. That's our end. That's what we're following. We want to go to the end. We want to follow and land in the eternal throne of God. That's what it's about. And there's only one set of footprints that can lead us there, and that's Jesus. But he said, Behold, the Lord will come. It's prophecy of the Son of God. Behold, the Lord will come with strong hand, and his arms shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him. There's only one man that has a reward for all mankind. And that's the son of God. His reward is with him. And when he came the first time, his work was before. What was he going to do? He was going to leave us some footprints to follow. Listen to what it said. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. What else is he going to do? And shall gently. That word goes out every weekend, every midweek, whenever those service doors are open. That gospel, that sound of the shepherd, it goes out to gather us in and shall gently lead those that are with you More and more people are going to start following the voice of the Son of God before it's all over with. And when we're out and about in this world, we're going to recognize the spirit they have, whether they're on the path of the just or whether they're fighting God or the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose God is their belly, who mind earthly things, whose glory is in their shame. You can tell the difference. It don't take rocket scientists to figure it out. It's basics of the Bible. What happens? He's going to lead us. He's going to gather us. He's the shepherd. Now go to Psalms 17, I believe it is. No, yeah. Psalm 17. Yeah. Goodness. That's all good. Uh, Psalm 17, three, Thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the words of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Do you see those other paths? There's destruction at the end of it. When you're following the wrong spirit before you know it, you've reached a place that you did not know you was going. But there's a sound of the gospel. Let's just get that. Psalms 89. You've got to follow the right sound. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy, that's what we're following. We're following mercy and we're following truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound, not just heard about it. Not just mommy and daddy told them, not just grew up around it, but they know the joyful sound. It's not an unfamiliar sound. They know all about it. What are they going to do about it? Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk. I just talk about it. I just tell you that they heard about it. But they shall walk, O oh Lord, in the light of thy countenance. They have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses them from all sin. That's the path of fellowship. What happens? In thy name, we're walking in that name. We're walking in the word. His name is called the word of God. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day. And in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Let that go for a minute. Go back to Psalm 17. He has kept me from the paths of the destroyed, fourth and fifth verse. Hold up my goings in thy paths. That my footsteps slip not. That's the last thing God wants for his children, is that they should slip away from the path of the just. That's what Proverbs talked about. They sleep not unless they cause some to err from the way. A lot of this world, they know what they're doing when it comes to getting people away from God. If they can get you off the path of the just, that eases their conscience a little bit. They can get you to join them, that makes them feel at ease for a little while. But our rest is not in this world. Jesus said, Peace I give unto you, not as the world gives unto you. Peace I give unto you. That's the peace. That's the rest that I want. Matter of fact, this path is hidden. It's hidden from the world. They have to want it, they have to seek God to even see it. Tell you what. This is all good. Let's Psalm 17 go. Mm. Okay. Nope, I'm going to let that one go. Give me just a minute. Yeah, I'm going to look for that one. That was a good verse. I had mine, but I don't know where it's at. Uh, Get Matthew 11. I mean, it's hidden. That's why when God blesses you to find it, he gives you the opportunity to find it. And when he lets you see it and then you turn from it or maybe walk in it for a while and then just let it go, you talk about an angry God. Don't get me wrong. God is love and he's merciful and generous, slow to anger. But when he reaches that anger with you and with me, we don't turn him from it by repenting and getting in the right path. What do we expect is going to happen? In Matthew eleven, twenty-five. 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, of Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things. From the wise and prudent, the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Why? What's that foolishness of preaching do? It shows us the path of the just. It shows us the man, that just one that came to leave us the path that's shining more and more under the perfect day. This world's in darkness. They're groping for something. They're always looking for some kind of deliverance. But the last thing they want is the path of the just. So Jesus thanked God. He said, I thank you, Father, from hiding these things. They couldn't see Jesus was he, when he was here. And if he was here today in the mortal flesh, they also couldn't tell who he was. I'm telling you, you got to want to know about God for God to even reveal anything in Seeking out God to prove him wrong, don't cut it. You got to seek God for truth. And listen to what he said. He's hit these, he, he think his father that these things were hid from the wise men. But who, who was it revealed to? People make fun about, oh, you got to be born again. Let's just do the glasses here. Oh, yeah, you got to be born again. People, you know, uh, yeah, you got to be born once, you got to be born twice. How many times you got to be born? Well, I tell you how many times you got to be born. Naturally, once is all you have to be born. And this world will be the only heavenly place you'll ever know. But if you're born again and God lets you repent and see the path of the just that leads to him, if he actually lets you see that, then he commands you, just like Jesus told Nicodemus. He said, marvel not that you must be born again. That's a process by the word of God and instruction." I'm not talking about deathbed repentance. Everybody always talking about, all the thief on the cross didn't have to get baptized. The thief on the cross had three nails in his body. He couldn't get off the cross to do nothing. But I'm talking about you, the one sitting at home, the one just lounging around, the one that's heard about God but ain't done nothing about it, the one that was raised up around it, the one hearing the sound of the gospel tonight. You have an opportunity for God to show you the path of the just and to walk in. And when you see that, you're going to want to be baptized because there's so much power in being born again and the expression to the world to show now what you're following that you'll not believe it until you experience it. Now, what happens? i thank thee that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hath revealed them unto babes, people that's being born again, people that seek seeking God. Even so, Father, it seemed good in thy sight He said, all things are delivered unto me and my father. No man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son and who else? And to he, remember the world's blind to it, but if we start seeking God, we're born again. He said, and to he, to whomsoever the son of God will reveal him. I'm telling you, you meet the son of God by faith. You're born again and you're following his footsteps. He's calling us to another place by faith. He is the image of God. Matter of fact, the Bible calls him the express image of God. We see glimpses of him more and more looking in the perfect law of liberty. And what happens? He said, come unto me, all that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Just like Jeremiah said. Walk therein. Walk in those good old paths. He'll give you rest. You'll find rest to your soul. And in the end, you'll find eternal rest. What time i end." Try to wrap it up. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When you're yoked up in this ungodly world, it's a heavy burden. It's a burden with condemnation and the anger of God with it. There is no escape in that. But when you take off that yoke, you let the God of heaven break that heavy burden off you and put on the Lord Jesus Christ, that yoke is light. That burden's easy. That yoke is light. Because all it does is afflict our, our flesh and makes us more godly. I'll try to wrap it up. Now get Psalms 77. Yeah, Psalms 77. I believe Psalm 77 and uh, yeah. 18. It says, The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. And when you start studying the thunders and the lightnings of God, it all represents the word of God. I think it's Psalms 18, 118, somewhere in there. I won't get into that tonight, but thy voice. Of thy thunder. Notice it was a voice. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea and thy path in the great waters. And thy footsteps are not known. Why? Jesus just told you, thank you, Lord, that you've hid this path from the wise and from the prudent, from the ungodly and the unbelief. Thank you, God, from hiding that way. Because I'm telling you, if they knew they could get on that path to make an end of the Son of God again, they'd get on the path and come after him again. But he was made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. They can't ever do away with the word of God again. Ever. They know that. They're scared to death of it. They'd fight him right now if they could but he's eternal. He's not in the mortal flesh. He's not to be done wrong that way again. What did he say? They don't know the wicked sea, the troubled waters. They don't know the path of God. Just like the Egyptians followed Moses and the children of Israel all the way to the Red Sea, but bless God, they couldn't take the same footprints. They couldn't take the same path of Moses and the children of Israel. They could see it with the eye, They can see it naturally. That's all this world can do today is see churches naturally. They see the natural. They see the effects of it. But they don't know the spiritual God and the son of God that we know because they can't know him. It's hid to them. They can see us. We're the evidence of it. When they followed Moses and the children of Israel with their footsteps in the Red Sea, what was it to them? It was wrath. It was anger. It was destruction. In the same way today, they're going to come after the church they're going to come after God's people. They're going to come after this. They're going to try to shut it up one more time. Do away with it one more time. But it's going to be to their own destruction, to their own demise. But even though, way well, he said, thou lettest, even though all this was happening, thou lettest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. God still is going to lead them. He's going to bring us to eternal life. Maybe one more place. Uh, let's go back to Psalms 89 for just a minute. What is it that the world hates so much when Jesus was here, if Jesus would have done what they asked him to do, um, he wouldn't have been crucified, but he held the steps that his father led him with. He always did those things to please his father. They hated him for it. So this is Psalms 89 and uh, 47 reading down. Listen to what he says. Remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? None of them. Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave, Selah? No. We're all going to the grave. Every single one of us. What happens? Lord, where art thy former loving kindness, which thou swearest unto David in truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants. God always sees his people. He hears their cries and he delivers them. One day it's going to be eternal deliverance and life evermore. But listen to what he says here. Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants. How I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people. Here's the key verse. Wherewith thine enemies have reproached, O Lord. Wherewith they have reproached what? What were they reproaching? What did they hate? What did they want to do away with? Wherewith they have reproached the footsteps Of thine anointed, this world can't stand it that there's a set of footprints that these crazy people called Christians in their eyes are following each and every day. They don't understand why we have to be born again. They don't understand why this is our life. They don't understand why we are serving a God that they can't understand or even see by faith. It drives them crazy. It makes them mad and it makes them angry. But we're going to do it anyway. We ain't hurting nobody. We're following the God they can't see. That ain't hurting them right now. There's a day and the, there's a day coming that it will. That's God's business. What did he say? What do they hate? The footsteps of thine anointing. And we'll come to a close in this last verse, I, I, I hope. the footsteps. They hate it. It's a reproach. They hate it. First Peter second chapter. Just jump to the 21st verse. For even here unto were you called. We were called to some footsteps. But too many Christians just want to talk about it. They want to thank God for being saved and eternal life and they don't want to do nothing about it. They refuse to follow. Well, let me ask you a question. If I said I had a bar of gold and you could have it, and I'll call you to follow me, and I'll give it to you, I don't know, 10 years from now. And you didn't follow me. Did you expect that I would give it to you? I mean, really? I said, hey, if you follow me for 10 years, I'm going to give you this bar goal. Pretty simple. And you didn't follow me, would you actually expect it? Some of you entitlement believers, you know. Yeah, you're not entitled to anything. Let's know where we're called. And it's, and it's, he's better than gold, right? He's gold tried in the fire. What did it say? For even here and two were you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. He called us to follow the example of his footsteps that he, that he left us, right? Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But what did those footsteps do? Those footsteps committed himself. There was a path till his dying breath that he held, that he followed, to please the Father. That was the only way that we could have salvation, is if he actually completed those footsteps. Now, we're called to that. We've got a cross to bear. What happened? But committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who his own self, bear our sins in his own body on a tree that we being dead to sin. Are you dead to sin or are you living in it? That we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. That's in the path. By whose stripes you were Here's the last key verse. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned, are now returned, returned under the shepherd and bishop of your souls. I hope that you've returned. I really do. If not, that broad way seems right, but it's destruction. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. Um and I think as usual I always oh by the way, this is kind of neat, a little something extra here. I was gonna mention earlier. Did you hear about uh uh what was it Governor Abbott? He dropped all those illegal immigrants off in Kamala Harris's backyard, basically. Now that was funny. But I want you all oh, in DeSantis slew a bunch of uh illegal immigrants to the sanctuary cities. That's that was good too. But Uh, Remember something. As you see the, the face of our country changing, everything is changing very rapidly. Please pay attention to what's going on in your country. So many people are just blind. They don't care until it comes to their front door. I'm telling you, eventually it'll come knocking and it's going to affect each and every one of us. Until next time, you have been watching Dean Gospel Magic. Glory to God and I am yours. <laughs> <laughs> <do> <laughs>